Hey, Ben. Yep. Let me ask you a question. Shoot. Do you like cheese? Yeah. And do you like cake? A oh, fuck yeah. And if you put them two things together, what do you get? Cake cheese. <laughs> Let's dig deeper. Do you like all of your favourite chocolate, sweets, and anything you want on top of a creamy, smooth cheesecake? Yes. Then you need to follow Puppins Puddings on Instagram. Ooh. Every cheesecake imaginable, tailor-made, anything you want, she'll make it. Oh. At Puppins Puddings on Instagram for all of your cheesecakey needs. And for every cheesecake bought, she'll plant one tree. Is it one of them? No. Oh, okay. And do you want to know something else? What? For the whole month of June. Yes. If you place an order and you quote DGF underscore podcast, you will receive 15% off your order. That's some cheesecakey savings. Everyone's feeling the pinch. It's a credit crunch. Everyone's feeling it. Everyone deserves cheesecake. But no one deserves to pay over the top. So you want cheesecake? You come see Puppins Puddings. You save the pee, get diabetes. <laughs> no children were harmed in the course of making this biscuit base. Jack Harlow is like any guy from Wollstone. Is this Jack Harlow? Shut up. What is his name here at this point? That's got to be a joke. No, it's generally here. This is what it was like before he became big. <laughs> Young, like the left. Free pattern. This, this is real. I found myself in this ball Making mistakes and making new friends I was growing up and nothing made sense Wasn't all night like neon in the dark I found myself in this ball We are literally um, drinking the beer of the Fourth Reich tonight. Yeah. I don't know if it's a uh, Vastiner. Vastiner. No idea. It's really fucking good, though. Yeah. Purity Law from Germany. New podcast setting tonight. Yeah. We're at my place instead of Rick's. I do need to address one thing. What? Why is there an old English red phone box in your living room? Yeah, that was a uh, 32nd birthday drunk. I think I lived here about two weeks. Most of the furniture wasn't built. And um, yeah, I just saw it on online and bought it for 600 quid. <laughs> you know, most people buy like samurai swords and shit yeah. when they're drunk online off eBay or Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I bought a Not phone boxes. three-quarter size red telephone box that is in the middle of my lounge and it's full of alcohol and glasses and I use it as a bar. It's very quirky though. Yeah. I do like it. And I will post a photo of it onto uh, our social media later on. Oh, it's going to be famous. Oh yeah, the famous TARDIS, should we call yeah. it? It is pretty much a red version of Doctor Who's um, mm. TARDIS, yeah. It is. Um, may I say, I had the scariest moment of my 31 years on this planet last night. Oh. So, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Sound like I was like dead, 
dead asleep. Right? Yeah. And it must have took 0.4 seconds for me to go from dead asleep to sprinting through my house naked. Under Colby's bed, under his mattress, we have a heartbeat monitor. Yeah. Right? An angel mat or a, nan- a nanny mat or whatever. Is this all those, one of those things that detects when they wee themselves and stuff? No, 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 no. It, it, um, it picks up his heartbeat. Okay. If he stops breathing for a considerable amount of time, because obviously babies hold their breath. Yeah. But if he stops breathing for a considerable amount of time or what the mat deems to be dangerous, I think it's like anything over 15 seconds, mm-hmm. if it doesn't track a heartbeat, the loudest alarm w- will go off. <laughs> and it did that at two like o'clock a rape alarm yeah it is exactly that sound and it done that at two o'clock this morning and i went from dead asleep to sprinting within a split second and i've never been so scared <laughs> and i've never ever held anybody so tight in my life as to when i got in his room and realized he was actually okay he i think he like rolled too far away from the mat yeah to sense it but honestly, that was because we we set the alarm off and stuff like playing around just to see how much, like see how loud it is, make sure yeah, it yeah. works. But to hear it real time, I was like, ah, oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> but, but, Fight or flight. You know where, and then you end up smothering him more and causing yeah. more <laughs> more damage than. But he was still asleep. He was like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, oh. <laughs> but you know where Colby's room is to us, right? Yeah. It felt like the longest time for yeah. me to get from my bed to his room yeah. but yeah didn't uh did not enjoy that no didn't sound uh too nice i've also failed um as maybe definitely as a husband oh and maybe as a human as a human or, or just a man no no human oh it's bad it's what did, really what bad what do you think have a have a guess what Go on, just just have some guesses at why you think I could have failed as a human, and be nice. Failed as a human, mm. grew a tash. No, 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 no. <laughs> learned my lesson last time. Yeah, it's gone now. I'm just going to tell you because you're never going to get it. Right. Hannah's watching Love Island. Yeah. Nope. Failed. I've failed as her husband. I've failed as a human. I'm. I'm not even scared to admit that I've been watching it. Oh my lord, you're joking. But I'm not watching it in the sense of like, Love Island's a weird one because like, even if you, it goes against everything that you believe in, you watch it because the annoyance is entertaining, if that makes sense. In yourself, then if you're the type of person that, like I said, that you don't particularly like what it stands for, it's, if you're having a bad moment, if you watch the show, it makes you feel good about yourself. Because you're like, could be worse. I could be one of these, these idiots. Yeah, I get that. And I, I watched, I didn't watch at all because I don't really want to give that show any of my time. But I was getting, I, I got showered and ready for bed and everything last night whilst Hannah was catching up. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I was just flicking around the room and, and happened to look at the TV. And one thing I noticed was everyone has a six pack or yeah. a bikini body. It seems like a very shallow yeah. TV program, which probably is negative for people's um, like body image. No. Or- I'll tell you one thing though, um, that Becca told me this, because normally every year they have like a sponsor, whether it be like a uh, super drug and uh, they're giving them all the free like sun cream and creams and face washes and stuff like that. And yeah. then like other years it's been boohoo and they've had like, prepped wardrobes where it's just like a huge 
men's wardrobe and a huge guy's wardrobe and they just pick the, the items that they want to wear each day. Whereas this year, it's sponsored by eBay. So all of the clothes that they're wearing have been sourced through eBay. Oh. Yeah, so it's like it's to cut out the, I think Becca called it like fast fashion where it, it, it's stuff that you comes in and out of trend really quickly so you'll wear like once or twice and get rid of and it ends up at landfill. It's just about recycling so it'd be something that's not that old that someone's worn a couple of times they bought it off ebay to clothe the people on the show but i feel like what we're doing now is going to just going to crush ebay we're we're taking over vinted yeah we're we're, like, we're. we're dgf on vinted and we're just <laughs> killing it killing it just killing it yeah, taking I'm, all I'm, the money i'm three weeks in and 10 pairs of trainers down how much drink you've made uh, everything I've sold in the past three up. weeks. Ballpark, I'm probably coming close to the 400 quid now. Ask me. How much you made? £5.50. Oi, oi. But to be fair though, you've only been on it, what, three days? Yeah, and I don't have many clothes because I'm emotional. Nah, it, it starts to pick up. Like, as soon as I noticed, like, it was, I got it and I listed, I think, 10 items, for example. Had nothing for the first, like, two, three days. And then it was, like, two sales. And then next thing I know it was like four sales five sales and then I started adding more clothes and it just it spirals quickly my issue is I'm emotionally attached to all of my clothes <laughs> yeah and I have like I struggle letting go I do feel like Vinted have missed a trick with their marketing though they definitely should have called it Vinda because <laughs> it's just like a catalogue of things you go you swipe through yeah and you, you, just, you like you, it you, you get it you like it you get it or you, you can bin it off you can heart it yeah you can you can literally like it yeah, well, as soon as you it's... like it, it enables the person that you've item you've liked for them to message you. Yeah, it's quite clever. You can you can also tell people in the post office are super pissed off and vinted already. Uh, every time I go to my local co-op to drop off the every slash Hermes other high parcels. street stores are available. Yeah, other parcel companies are available. But um, yeah, when I drop off the every parcels, she just looks at me. Because as well, it's proper, like, you can't even disguise what you're doing because Vinted to Clever and make it so, like, obvious that every ticket that prints out, it's got the word Vinted yeah. massive in the top corner. Yeah, not discreet packaging. Not discreet packaging. Not at all. Not like lovehoney.com. <laughs> What's that? What is that? Uh, uh, but yeah. Local local honey for local bees. <laughs> no, I went to... Um, went and drop it into a shop the other day and I was, I, I, because I'm such a virgin at it I was trying to print the label off in the, in the store I okay, didn't yeah. realise but the, the buyer had sent me the label for me to print at home oh, okay yeah so I'm faffing around looking like a right idiot in the shop on the little every touchpad thing yeah that's right and then the um, I couldn't work it out so I went to the cashier and said have you got any idea how I can get this label she was like it's that bloody vintage again isn't it <laughs> <laughs> it's instantly I was here. like yes it is uh Maybe. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is, Karen. Um, but yeah, I've got a feeling they're going to be quite pissed off. With it. it's, I, I actually really like it. I just, I just have to be careful. I've got such an addictive personality. I need to be careful not to spend my balance back yeah. on Vinted. Yeah. I think what's quite clever with it is because it's held in your wallet, as they call it. Mm -hmm. And then um, you've got to wait for you to post it, which could be a couple of days them to receive it which is a couple of days and then a couple of days after that they've received it it then is released to you so that could be like a whole 10 day period but it's also like if it stays in your wallet on vinted yeah it's almost as if it's like money you haven't got so if you spend it yeah it's money you haven't lost yeah you know, it's, it's almost like swapping your clothes 
Yeah, but I've kind of been comfortable with it because obviously I sold 10 pairs of trainers. Who the fuck has 10 pairs of trainers? Oh, mate, this, like go, if you went back four, five years ago when I was still with my ex, just before we split, I had a clear out. And at that point I had 50 pairs of trainers. Where was Vinda back then? Yeah, exactly. That's when we needed it. I took them stupidly to the car boot sale and I was getting like £2.50 a pair. No. Whereas I sold two pairs of Nike blazers that I haven't worn since probably 2010. And I think they cost me 40 quid and I sold one pair for 40 and one pair for 25. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, mad. 10-year-old pair of trainers that were used. It is, it, I, I think it's because the style comes back round and because they can't get them, it's a discontinued trainer. Everyone's like, oh, well, yeah, I need that. It's rare. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Fashion it, it evolves and it comes back full circle, doesn't it? Mm. Like, and and tra- trainers collecting and sneakers has almost become like a, uh, what's the word? Like a currency because it's, it's so big. It's yeah, like yeah, another yeah. thing that people invest money in. You Hold that thought because we'll come back to that in a bit because I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by NFTs at the moment. We're going to try and make one, aren't we? Yeah. I don't know how. So if be... anybody out there listening to this can code or can yeah. make NFTs and hit us up, we'll give you 10%. Yeah. We just want pictures of dogs, a willy in loads of different jackets with different colour backgrounds. Yeah, that would actually work. Yeah, just just penis NFTs. Do you know um, a guy called Beeple? No. He's like an online digital creator, like an artist. Okay, yeah. he, he, he didn't like start NFTs, but he was there through the come up for NFTs. Yeah. He sold an NFT for $69 million. It's just outrageous. And do you know where it was? What? Plant-based vagina. Amazing. Yeah. What are we living in through? Yeah. I don't really fully understand NFTs. I'm starting to sort of get to know through like podcasts I've listened to and random articles that I listen to. But I like the whole idea of like once you've bought an NFT... Uh, the point of it, so the person that made it, the point of when they sell it, like in the coding for selling it, it's like 2% of every time it's sold after that goes to... Back to the creator. Back to the creator. Yeah. But then as you add yourself to the chain, you get 2% and you get the... Do you get what I mean? So it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, it, it, can't, <laughs> it kind of in a way is if you think about it because it's like every entity you buy, as you sell it on, you put in the background that like if the person after you sells it on and sells it on after that, you get 5% of the sale. And that's why it just escalates and escalates and escalates and everybody just makes money. It's crazy. I, don't, it's, I can't get my head around it. But coming back to Vinted, where do, where do they make money, do you think? Do you think they take a cut? No, I think it's through the the bumps and the... Um, oh, of course, because you have to buy bumps and advertisements, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so I always pay the... Um, I think it's like six quid for a week to have your items as the highlight so say for example if you've uploaded a north face t-shirt and you pay for highlight your north face t-shirt will be at the top yeah when someone searched north face yeah i guess it's quite clever they're, they're, like they're not ripping anybody off or no not really trying to pull the wall they're quite quite transparent with their marketing techniques we by the way we were hoping this beer wouldn't be burpy yeah no it's definitely not happened so it's not wheat we're intolerant to I think it's just beer. Just beer and we're just getting yeah, We thought, like, oh, no, no wheat beers. We'll get a barley beer. But yeah, it's, it's our old internal organs. It's, they're just packing yeah, up. Yeah, just absolutely um, beer intolerant. I've actually got apologies to this year. Who to? Me? Well, the- no, not to you. Oh. I've never apologised to you. Um, Logan Paul. Because I, oh. I know he listens. <laughs> I, know, um, I know how this is going. <laughs> I, know, I know he's a, a listener of the podcast. Um, 
And I think in the last episode, I didn't have much much nice things to say about him. No, I think after I made the comment about saying that he, he was a douchebag, but if you listen to his podcast now, he's actually an all right guy. And you know what I did? Listened. I listened to his podcast. <laughs> and I, what I tell you, my, my perception of him has totally changed. I think, yeah. he, I think he's a great guy. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for him. His brother, on the other hand, who he has on his show, is just the biggest helmet in the world. Yeah, I won't listen to any podcast with him in there. No. But no, I, I do like Logan Paul. Like he, um, his, his business brain and, you know, just his, his passion for things is very good. And I also found out, excuse me, I also found out why he was nearly cancelled. Because we said last week in the last episode. Yeah, I thought it was either some homophobic or gay thing. No, so someone texted me. Someone texted me after listening to our podcast today, oh, okay, and said, "Just listening to your latest podcast, Logan Paul almost got cancelled back in the day because he'd uploaded a video finding a dead body in a forest in Japan." Ah, I don't see how that's cancellable. I guess it depends when it was. Is that in that weird forest that people go to that's got dead bodies in it? I have no idea. There's, there's, a, there's a thing. I think now I've got a vague memory of this happening. I think there's a forest that people go out to to like commit suicide in Japan. No. So it's like a well-known thing. So I guess obviously he's gone over there for like his YouTube vlog or whatever and then he's found one. Oh, that's a real thing? Yeah, I think so. Oh, don't I'm have to that. Google it now. Whilst yeah. we're talking, I will Look Google it. Look it up. Search it up. So yeah, if um, when when Logan Paul listens to this episode, I am, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love what you're doing. Talking of vloggers, actually, have you? Do you have a TikTok? Uh, well, I used to. I, I don't have an actual like account. I've just got the. I've had the app where you can just flick through the videos, but I don't. Like, you know, like you a guest all, where they give you a load of numbers. Have you seen all of the shit going around where these these like nobody TikTokers are trying to be boxers? There's a huge, huge boxing match going on, and all these TikTokers are trying to box each other two only fans girls trying to fight each other one paedophile is, is fighting i think it's just like they've cottoned on to the fact that like idiots like jake paul can call people out if you've got a following like if you've got a hundred thousand followers or a million followers on your tiktok if you call someone out for a fight that's also got a load of followers it'll generate you decent income yeah for but doing nothing i don't know if these if these people are or worthy of it like if it was for charity and all proceeds are going to charity i'd be a bit more like yeah fair enough yeah yeah but these these are people who have never done any boxing and it's almost like it's um like a bit uh offensive to the whole boxing community like the real diehard boxers who devote their life to it because these guys are famous for being on tiktok and talking shit and they're getting to fight at the o2 indigo in london and there's people who devote their whole like life and career to boxing and will never fight in that stage. Wow. How's the Googling going? Yeah, not too bad. I've just found it. I'm trying to figure out how you pronounce it. It's Akugara. Ayukugara. Basically, it's a forest in Japan where it's a really popular site for suicide. Um, on average, between 2002 and 2010, 105 bodies were found there a year. A year? Yeah. That's insane. And I think, to be honest, I would have said around 2010 was probably the sort of era where he almost got cancelled. I would have said it was a band. Oh, really? Yeah. It was definitely in the 2010s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like 12 years ago. How old was he? Like 18? 
he's he's been around like he used to be like one of the first ever sort of like uh, funny YouTuber. Oh, uh, watch me game sort of guys. Okay. So yeah, I think I would have said he he probably came to the height around maybe I don't know twenty twelve. But yeah, that sort of era. So how old is he? Oh, Logan Paul's our age. Right, his brother's older. Sense. Is he? Yeah, really? I'd, I'd say he's probably. Yeah, that makes more that. sense now. If he's been around and relevant for that yeah, long, yeah. It, it obviously, I understand now why he's in the position that he's in. Oh, 28. So he's only a little bit younger. Damn, you look at him though. Like, he's 28 and look what he's got. <laughs> I know, like, comparison is the thief of joy, right? And you should never compare yourself to anybody or anything else. But it's kind of hard not to when you see how much success, money, and not even the fame, just the success and the money that he's got. Yeah. And just, just got a text message. Oh, did uh, you? Yeah, from my partner. She's she's asking if she's she's banished. No, no, no. She can, so she can come just, join. I've just text back saying she can come join. She can come join. <laughs> um, this is this is not the casting couch from Brazzers. Yeah. It's, uh, this is a, this yeah, is a I fam- went for, it's, it's a it's a green leather sofa, not a black one. Yeah, it's a family friendly couch. Actually, talking of Brazzers, <clears throat> I've got a good friend who watches nothing but transsexual porn because he says it's the least gay thing ever. <sighs> Which actually, when, when I thought about it, is yeah. so true. Because it's a woman with a fake penis making love to a, a real woman. Right. So it is the most... Transsexual porn is the most straight thing you can watch. <laughs> in reality, Becca's got a uh, cookie. Say yeah, hello. That's the only reason why she wanted to come in. It's not, yeah, yeah. not to say hello, it's because she knew that there was cookies on the dining <laughs> table. <laughs> Have you got any thoughts on uh, transsexual porn, Becca? No comment. No comment we got. Ben, have you got any thoughts? Um, well, I wouldn't necessarily agree to it. I'm trying to Google. There's a, um, I can't think of the comedian's name, but he did a whole sketch on uh, it, takes a, it takes a real man to fuck a man, if you think about it. That is the motto of the army. Yeah. Real men fuck men. <laughs> real men fuck men. Apparently. But if you actually think about the statement, it is true. Run, say it again. It takes a real man to fuck a man. It's like, like a real masculine guy would fuck a guy. Would they? If you, you'd be saying, if you think about it, like it's like having sex with a girl and a, and a feminine girl. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I have no idea where <laughs> this is going. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, you have to watch the sketch to find it funny. But okay. Yeah, just send me it. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Just send, send me it once you I can't, I can't think of the comedian's name. I'll have to, I'll have to try and remember. Let's segue away from um, from porn anyway. Yeah. This is a family-friendly show. Um, let's talk about money. We come, we, we uh, parked money earlier when we were talking about um, something. But I want to talk about money with you. Do you think there is happiness within money? Uh, yes and no. Yes in the statement of having money enables you to do things that make you happy. And I don't mean that in the sense of like having material things. I mean, in the sense of like doing things that make memories that are, uh, things that make you happy. So obviously like if you, if you've got money, the more money you have, the more holidays and trips and camping and, uh, theme parks and stuff, all things that you do like as things a family enjoy. Or, or with your friends, um, without money, you can't do those things. So, so I guess having money generates freedom, which brings happiness. Yeah. But then in terms of having money in general in your bank, 
won't just bring you happiness. No. And from the materialistic side of things, like having so much money that you can buy a Range Rover or whatever else, like that's not going to bring you happiness. No, and I think there's a lot of people this day and age who, um, you know, you can even put it down to social media and the interaction on there. There's a lot of people out there who who feel like their popularity is based on their bank balance, their their image, and their engagement on social media. Yeah, which I guess is only going to add pressure to like generations coming through because they're going to see people who are older than them acting this way, thinking that money is like, you have to get money, 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 money. Mm. Um, but we know that's not true. No, but it's going to add pressure to the generations coming up, seeing these people act like that. And then they're going to, you know, burn themselves out trying to chase money, chase popularity or, or chase a certain image. Yeah. I think like, the shift now from when we were younger, like I think uh, through every generation throughout time, there's always been a point where uh, someone who doesn't have money always craves to have money and so on. Or someone that comes from a family that didn't have money usually tends to push themselves to be in a position that they're like slightly further up and more middle class or upper middle class, the next generation down because they want it more because they didn't have it growing up. But from when we were little, like, even going into like, oh, I don't know, 10, 11 years old, like me and you, like you rock around in like LA gear trainers and yeah. high tech trainers and things like that. It wasn't till sort of like your 12, 13, like first year of I secondary think secondary school, school is yeah. a huge, huge turning point. It's when you're like, I had to have Deodora football boots and I had to have, no, I had to have the gold, do you remember the gold Puma? Puma Kings. Yeah. yeah. I had to have the gold Puma King yeah. football boots and I had to have, um, I can't remember what trainers. I think it was there was Deodora at one point, and there's like, but yeah, typical like your Nike, Adidas, and stuff like that. You start wearing more you, brand oriented things. Are you meaning to say Deodora? Yeah. Right. What do you call it? No, no, no. I, I know, that's the brand. Yeah. But is that is that stereotypically a good brand? It's not now, but back <laughs> back when we were younger, it was like Deodora and Puma. When we were young, were one of the like prime. Um, football boot brands to have or and like Donne or um, tennis shoes AstroTurf uh, sort oh, of yeah. football boots remember Nike Total 90s yeah and then obviously as we got into sort of I'd say late secondary school and into college that's when your Total 90s your uh, Adidas Predators and things like that were all more prolific especially once Beckham had the it was Predators wasn't it uh, yeah 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 he had Predators but yeah going back to my point it was we had that transition shift where we became brand conscious and had to have uh, the same scooter as our friend and things like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, cause there's so many like um, outside factors from things like social media and iPads. And it's so easy to give that to a kid to keep it occupied. They lose that element of that childhood where they don't care so much. Yeah. Like now when you walk around, like I generally see like kids in like Alexander McQueen trainers and they're like, six mm -hmm. it's like, crazy yeah and like full branded stuff like i've even got a friend at the moment like and he will openly say i don't even know if he listens to this but he's openly said in front of me like his son is dressed he makes sure his son is dressed better than him yeah and i do get that i, I do get it like i think there'd be to me I'd, I'd have a red flag if i saw somebody head to toe in like gucci prada whatever Whatever. Yeah, and then there's their kids are like in a shitty stained vest or baby girl. I'd have a yeah. red flag because yeah, yeah. it just it, it's just a projection. It priorities are fucked. Yeah, and at least 
dressing your child better than what you're dressed shows that your priorities are in the right place. Yeah. But there's there's questions around, I suppose. Well, it's, there's not, actually. It's, it's on an individual basis, whether you want to dress them in, in um, design or name stuff. Yeah. It's, it's totally up to you. I think there's a tasteful way of doing it. Like, um, we've got a listener who's um, one of my friends at the moment, and, like, I'd say that her kid is probably one of the trendiest kids. He's one, and he's just so in style it's unbelievable he's got mini ray-ban sunglasses like yeah, he's just that. such a little cool dude but she does it quite tastefully it's not it's not over the top he has like a few statement things and he has a lot of like hats and jumpers and stuff that's been knitted by his nan but they're really cool so i think in a sense of like she'll probably agree in the fact of like she'll go out making sure that his outfit is quite nice and quite planned and mm-hmm. she might just chuck leggings on and a top and go out because she doesn't care as much about what she looks like. Yeah. She's probably more conscious of what the, he's the, wearing. I think the thing is, like, and I can probably resonate with her a lot on this, because when you have kids, people tend to stop judging you for how you look and judging you for the things you do. And then they start to judge you for how your child looks and they yeah. start to judge you for how your child's acting. Yeah. So the projection moves from you onto your child. So I guess it's almost like a, not a defense mechanism, but it's just it's just making sure that people have no speculation or ammunition or room to go, oh, their priorities are wrong because their kid's not dressed very well and they are. Yeah. Well, no, th- speaking about that, we've got a girl that comes to the gym and some of the outfits that her son wears, like some people might think are questionable, but every time I see him in his outfits, like I literally think like, yeah, great, because he's the epitome of being allowed to be a kid. Oh. You can tell he 100% is... He's picked his outfit himself. Oh, yeah. It's just brilliant. Like, I remember he, you'll see him and he's in like, he's got Spider-Man wellies without, on. With, yeah, without doubt. There's there's Spider-Man wellies or Spider-Man Crocs. Yeah. And then he, I can't remember what he was. Non-negotiable. He, was, he had an outfit the other day or like what he came as his full ensemble was just, it was yeah like Spider-Man wellies, this cool like dinosaur onesie. And then he had a pink fluffy thing tied around his neck and he was pushing a pram. And I was like, yes. That kid doesn't that, give a fuck that kid, that kid has nailed being a child yeah and, and quite rightly so though right yep. go upstairs pick your outfit come yep, down, do you come you down want. wearing a fucking you want to rubber w- ring like, yeah. cool let's go I mean one of the um, other mums that was there was someone about the fact that her son constantly loves wearing uh, tutus oh really and she has to uh, convince him to not wear them when he goes to uh, I think it's at preschool or he might be in reception yeah. I think it's more her being conscious she doesn't want to get judged by the other well, parents there comes an element of also like protecting him. Yeah. Because he, this, this comes down to how pure and, um, you know, like just how, what's the word? Kids are pure innocent. and they're innocent. Yeah. Yes. This, this, this projection of their innocence whereby he doesn't know that wearing a tutu isn't in line with societal norms and he doesn't care that it's not. He and just think, enjoys wearing a tutu. Yeah. And I think that's what's beautiful about being a child. And I think like parents need to, lean into the fact that they have no clue about that. Like just because we do don't push force that on your kid. Everything, everything in life want. is a learned behavior. Yeah. We like, we aren't, we don't come out of the womb understanding fashion, understanding finance, understanding racism, understanding anything. No. Everything we learn in life is, is a learned behavior. Like yeah. everything we, we, we become, we learn. Yeah. Which is again, like coming back to the, the uh, money talking point. I think they should probably start introducing some sort of financial education in schools. 
Yeah, there's a few other like elements of school that's very dated. I feel like the whole um, rejig recently where they've gone back to the old grading system, which is what our parents got when they did their, they used to call them O-levels. Yes. And you were graded in numbers. Um, and then we obviously did GCSEs and we were graded in letters and now it's gone back to numbers again. Oh, has it? But there's a thing that not a lot of um, people know about, which I, I found out because my youngest, or no, yeah, well, younger brother, he's currently just sitting his, I don't know what you call them. I guess they're, they're not GCSEs, but they're... How old is he? His exams. Uh, six, just coming up 16. Oh, so it is... Shit, he's 16. Yeah. Where did that time go? Yeah, I know, I don't know. So I remember when your sister was born. Yeah. We were 13, 14. Well, I was 13, 14, so you were doing Yeah, I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. It's wow. madness. But in the new um, system that the kids have got at school, you're assessed in year 10 with like mocks, basically. And then based off of those scores, you're put into a, one of two groups. You've got the lower and higher. If you put into the lower group, it doesn't matter how much you revise or how much effort you put extra into year 11 to try and get your scores up from your marks. Mm -hmm. It's almost like basically, if you looked at it on our system, which was like um, in letters up to A, so in your marks, if you've got a C or below, you're put in the lower group. Yeah. But what that does is when you actually go to sit your exams in year 11, the maximum you can get is a C. Oh, yeah. So if you're in the bottom tier, yep, the a C is your yep, top, top line. Top line. So all of a sudden, like, so you could go through years seven to 10, yep. like dicking around. Yep. And you can go, right, it's year 11 now. Yep. I'm happy to learn. I need to engage. Stop switch being a on. Class you can only ever get a C. Yep. Well, that's how it's happening now. Yep. Oh, it's that's horrible. not good. It's, I think it's terrible. That isn't good. So like it's another pressure that they don't need. So my brother is so conscious at the moment, not only to make sure that he gets a good grade, but he's, he's been so hot on, he doesn't get put in any lower tier for any of his classes. Cause now, otherwise he's worried that he's got no chance of getting an A in anything. There is, there's positives to this. Yeah. In the sense that kids might turn their head on and, and switch on and start learning. Yeah. But also, with that, as we know, like with kids this day and age, that, that adds a whole new stress, which will create an anxiety for them, which they just they just don't need. Well, and as well, like you've only got to think about. I feel sad for my brother because he's had his part of his year eight and the whole of his year nine. No, sorry, so the whole of his year nine and part of his year ten has been in COVID lockdown. He missed a shit ton of school, which are quite integral years. Yeah, so he's now being assessed on all the shit that he's just missed. And because of that one like outside factor, which he can't control, he could end up being put in a lower group, which means he can only come out of the number equivalent of a C. Yeah, it's not fair, is it? But I think it's also it? like moving forward, as soon as like COVID's in our back years, there's, there's loads of outside factors that people just like, they don't tend to consider. Like you could be a kid in school and your mum gets cancer. Yeah. So you've got a lot going on at home. The last thing that you really can, cared about is your mocks. Yeah. So you fuck up your mocks because of outside factors and then that's it. Your scores are shit. And there's no going back from nope. that. But And that, in a roundabout way, also shapes your future because that, that will dictate. Yes, like we know now as we're adults and the age we are, we know that GCSEs and the results all, aren't the be all and end no, all, right? No, they're not. But kids coming through don't know that. No. So they might, they might think, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. I've got, I've got a C or a D. Yeah. Um, you know, 
and they, they might not want to push themselves or they might not think they'll get any any relatively decent job because of their grades yeah so it might again it might just it might just cause whole new <clears throat> issues for our kids coming up yeah but I, I got awful GCSEs awful I got a mix I mean like it was always the case of like I got good scores in the stuff that I was interested in and then bad scores in stuff that I didn't really pay attention in because I wasn't that interested in what was your highest grade uh, B yeah my highest was a C Check this. I can, according to my GCSE results, I speak better Spanish than I do English. Wow. Yeah. Funnily enough, Bonjour. I got, it took me four attempts to get a C in GCSE English. It's difficult though, isn't it? Because t- if we were graded now on how we speak daily. Oh, it'd be horrendous. You wouldn't, you'd be ungraded. The other thing that I've learned, like since I left being in the like uh, academic world, you are sort well, we were sort of brought up to use cursive. So you talk cursive in school. What do you mean? What's that? Uh, so joint lower, up writing. Yeah, lowercase joint up quick yeah. writing. Yep. So everything I used to jot down in class was always that squiggly. Only you could read it. It looked really rough. And um, as soon as I left and went into the like big wide world with your job when you're writing stuff down it's usually because it's to remind yourself or you might be even like writing a post-it note out for a message for your boss yeah so i started writing in block capitals yeah it's easy to read yeah now i can only write in block capitals (laughs) yeah so i feel that as well because when i joined the army yeah everything was block capitals black pen yeah that's literally my life and yeah do you find does your writing, your handwriting go through phases? My writing changes with the seasons. Yeah. I don't have, like, I could, I, could, I probably couldn't, if you put four pieces of paper that I've written in front of me, I probably couldn't tell you if I've written them or not because my handwriting changes. Yeah. Mine's definitely got neater as I got older. You're lefty though, aren't you? No, right. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm right. Are you sure? 100%. Who do I know that's left-handed? Someone, uh, someone I know is left-handed. Sam, my friend, Splow, shout out Splow. He's uh, ambidextrous. Freaks me out. He can play pool and darts with both hands and golf. Oh, really? Yeah, weird. My nephew does that. My nephew I think he can even. Um, I think he can even kick with both feet as well, which is annoying in football. Yeah. Have you ever thrown a stone with your left hand? Yeah. How? How did it make you feel? It made me feel like emasculated. It does in a way, and like I don't know if it's a controversial thing to say, but like. If you've got a non-hand-eye coordinated like partner as a girl in a heterosexual relationship, <laughs> and she may not be good at I, sports, I hate that we have to put that in. Yeah, it's, it's annoying, but you have to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if they're not like that good at sport or anything like that, and they're not um, hand-eye coordinated, and you ask them to throw something, and they they throw it and they throw it terribly, and you get like frustrated, like oh, cry, you're useless the best way to be able to like yourself feel like what it's like to throw for them is to throw with your opposite hand. Yeah. And you feel like such a weirdo. Mm hmm. Get back full circle back to, um, finance again. Do if hypothetically speaking, there's a younger listener listening to this podcast, what would you give them? What advice would you give them when it comes to, um, money or finance or anything like that? Um, cool. There's so many different ones that I'd probably suggest that 
Oh, I don't know. There's loads that people don't realise, to be honest. Because I do feel like... Um, a lot of... I can't remember if we touched this on a previous podcast, but um, there's someone I follow on Instagram, you follow as well. Um, the... Is it the Southampton girl? Is mm-hmm. that her at Instagram? Yep. At the Southampton girl? Yep. Um, she quite often on a story shares sort of uh, thought-provoking comments based off of things that she's seen or someone said that she doesn't agree with. And she did a post recently about how much pressure there is and how hard it is to get a mortgage at our age. I think we spoke about it before on a different podcast, but um, it's not, I'd say from my view, learning and from having several mortgages on different properties myself now, it's not necessarily the fact of being hard to get a mortgage. It's more about there's not enough education of the different ways of going about getting a mortgage. Yeah. Totally. So everyone just thinks it's like your typical run of the mill of like, I need to have a deposit and I need to earn so much to be able to borrow money, which loosely is that, but there's so many ways and paths and basically getting a mortgage is like a game of chess. Yeah. It's just, if you've got the right mortgage advisor and he knows the right things to do, there's ways around being able to, just basically get Gets where you need to be. It is, it is pretty pointless because you're essentially just uh, manipulating the system. There's nothing wrong with it, but you're making the system work for your favour so you can get a mortgage. Stop. Hang on, stop. Right fucking now. Yeah. We're 41 and a half minutes in. Yeah. We haven't done a Would You Rather. Oh, yeah. Good God. That's wild. <laughs> what are we... This is it's this Warsteiner. It's a Warsteiner beer that's made us lose our mind. I am. Here we go. Better late than never, but yeah. never late is better. Oh, oh. Who's that lyric? Better late than never, but what? But never late is better. Uh, Buster Rhymes. Drake. Oh, it's close. Come. <laughs> <laughs> so close. Um, okay. Have you got a would you rather prepared or not? Mm, no. Okay, I have. And I've, I thought about it on the way to work this morning on my commute. Oh. I made it up and I'm actually quite proud of it. Okay. So, would you rather yeah. uncontrollably belly laugh yeah. every time yeah. you took the stairs? Right. No matter where you are. Yep. Uncontrollable. Okay. Or pitch a very obvious raging erection every time you enter a shop? Probably go for the laugh. Would you though? Yeah. What happens if you're going to a funeral, which is upstairs? You Amazing. have to think about these things. Just, 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 and you're one of the ones that's carrying the coffin up the stairs, and you're oh, just barely you drop laughing. the coffin and you're barely laughing. See, <laughs> <laughs> so you have to consider this. Yeah, it's pretty. Why do we always refer to a funeral as like our con, like our deciding factor? We're, we're dark. Yeah, it's like, would you do this and get an erection? Imagine you're at a funeral. Um, I'd probably take the erection because if, you know, we're both guys, we know the art of the waistband tuck. Yeah, but you could make it dark and say like, what if the shop that you've walked into is a school uniform shop? That is awful. Do you know, I did have... <laughs> exactly. Um, so you, it changes your opinion of what you're going to pick. I really had to, <laughs> had to tone this down when I was thinking about it. <laughs> I really had to tone it down. Oh, this change it. Would you rather uncontrollably belly laugh every time you take the stairs? Yeah. 
Or would you rather pitch a very obvious, rather large erection, raging erection, sorry, the description says, every time you go swimming? Swimming? Oh. Be like a rudder though, innit? You, you could, you're not the bottom of a boat. I wonder if it would make you streamlined more. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine like, I don't know, taking Colby into the baby pool. He's got a raging boner. <laughs> These are, it's all things you have to consider. This is quite oh. a difficult one. Is it as soon as you're fully submerged in the water or is it as soon as your foot touches the water? As soon as you enter the swimming, the swimming, like le- the leisure centre. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. yeah it's like, I was going to say, so if you, if you're like, is like, as soon as you're fully submerged, it happens. That's not too bad because you could just sort of just stay under the water and tuck it up when you want to get out. But yeah, just imagine being at like centre parks Yeah, and you walk into the subtropical swimming pool, your foot touches the like Susan gradual depth wave pool and it's just full of all the families and just being instant hard on. Yeah. And it's obvious. Pitching it's a tent. Or when, as soon as you step in the leisure centre and you, you pitch a tent and then... Uh, <laughs> You've got to walk through the changing rooms. The cashiers are like, this guy loves swimming. <laughs> this guy really enjoys loves it. loves it so much. Um, but that's just actually made me think back to when we was in Tenerife and I had um, dissolvable shorts on. Mm. Have we spoke about this on it yet? Uh, yeah, I think we did actually. Yeah. Low point of my life. High point of yours. Yeah, high point of all of us. The sheer horror in your face. And it's just, I remember you just point blank turned around to us saying that um, I'm 100% going to get put on some sort of list. Yeah. We're going to get arrested. I thought I was going to be on Banged Up Abroad. And I thought I was going to be on like uh, the sex offenders register for the rest of my life. It's, it's just the way that you, you realised they were dissolving. You grabbed your crutch and just slowly lowered yourself to no, you sat no no no, no. I water. ran to the shallow end first yeah yeah and then rather sat rather than to stay submerged and I just, just ran it just sat I, uh, the busiest water park full of children Rick sat there bollock naked wang with, a, out, just with wang some out. red material floating next to him that was awful yeah I've never had anxiety like it <laughs> luckily one of us had a spare pair of swimming trunks tucked down the back of their swimming oh, trunks oh here's one I made earlier it's almost as if it's pre-planned yeah, it was hundred percent prepared. That's good times. Would you um would you ever go on a stag do again and fly on the day after everyone else has gone out? Um not do any of the activities. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> and then just fly home on your own and yeah. check everyone would out you, of the hotel. Would you yeah, would you arrive a day late because you love flying with a different airline and then turn up in like backpacking gear with a one of those like Australian hats with the string and corks <laughs> hanging off it and a map of the local area. And then, uh, say hello to everybody in crossing as we're all, well, I can't remember what we were going to do. We were, we were going to go do something, weren't we? We're going to Simon park. No, no, that was the next day. It was like the day that he arrived. We, do you remember the day that he arrived? We were all down by the pool and he'd been like here, like two and a half hours, but He's he was wandering just, around. He was just wandering around. Yeah. So I'm, I'm talking then about, we said we were going out for a meal and he was like, now I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. And he went to McDonald's. Yeah. We went out for a meal. Yeah. And then um, the Cyan Park day was just hilarious. We were like, we're going to Cyan Park. He's like, now nah, I'm not coming. I'm going to go check out some of the local scenery. So we're like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll leave him. We all went to Cyan Park. And then I remember we were walking back down the hill after Cyan Park, walking into the reception of the hotel. He's walking out the hotel. And we're like, oh, we're going to get changed and then go out for beers. He's like, oh, okay. I'm off out. We were like, all right. And that was it. He disappeared. We had pre-drinks. We went out. And then he kind of met us like three hours later. Those pre-drinks got out of hand. 
wild. But to be fair, like he's always been the same. Well, I'm talking about one of our damn good friends, um, John. He has always been the same. We went yeah. we went for a stag do in Prague years and years ago. And again, he'd get himself up in the morning and he'd wander off, go get himself a cup of tea and a breakfast. And then we'd all like stumble out of the hotel, go and get some beers for breakfast. Yeah. And we'd see him wandering around with like a tourist map. And he's going around looking at all the architecture and he's looking at all the buildings and he just does whatever he wants to do and doesn't care what anyone thinks about him. Yeah. Which I do love. It's just, it's, uh, it's bizarre when you're on a, a stag do, which is like designed to be very drinky and outgoing. Yeah. Do you find it weird that on stag do's, you do a lot of stuff that you'd never do when you're at home? And I don't mean, I'm making that statement's a bit of a like wide, open-ended statement, mm-hmm. but I mean in the sense of like um, breaking the rules a bit. Like doing balloons and stuff no 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 not not in the sense of like wild things like that because obviously every guy is different in terms of like uh drinking and stuff like that but i'm trying to think of an example so i went on stag do to munich and it's almost like you know that people in europe as soon as you're confronted by like the police or something like that they and you say you're english it's almost like like ah oh, yeah okay just don't do that again yeah so I was in Munich, um, now in Southampton and everywhere, like locally in the UK, you've got the electric scooters that you can hire on the app yeah. and driving around. But at this point, going back, it was a relatively new thing and they had it in Munich, um, unlock the buy the map and dro- drive around at 15, 16 mile an hour. And you could drive them even if you were drunk, it didn't really matter. So we, we're there's about 16 of us out there and we're hooning it through this like uh, national park in in Munich because one side of the national park is where our hotel was. The other end is basically like the center of Munich. And we'd gone out, got pissed in the daytime and we're, we're driving back. A few of us had our phones on us. A few of us didn't. So we are almost basically dubbing each other. So I'm oh, yeah. full speed going like through this park on these dirt tracks. I've got my mate on the back and we literally just like cut through this gap between these hedges and just come like, it almost like this little jump like come out <laughs> jumped onto this like curb bit and then i'm in the middle of like six police people on big hunting horses oh no so we just stopped and i just remember looking up they started screaming at us in german and i was like whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, we're english we're english and they're like ah okay Carry you on. can't do that don't do it again so then mate got off and they told us obviously you can't ride the scooters through the national parks. We were like, oh, okay, we didn't realise. We did wonder why we we're the only ones doing it. Yeah. Red flag. <laughs> Everyone's sort of waving at us and swearing. <laughs> Red flag. But yeah, it's just, it's things like that. You should do stupid shit where it's just like, you'd never dream of, of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So even like John again, right? I'm going to pick on him again. We were out on the strip in Tenerife at night. Yeah. And we lost him. We don't know where he went. And all of a sudden we can hear him shouting us, Rick, Rick, Rick. And I look up on a balcony above one of the nightclubs. I remember. And he's like surrounded by like big like Albanian yeah, yeah. or Maltese, yeah. almost like mafia guys. Yeah. And I look and I'm thinking, oh, fuck. I said, John, what are you doing? And he said, who's got all the weed? And the accent <laughs> is true because he's from <laughs> Clitheroe, like up northwest. Yeah. Who's got all the weed? And I went, what do you mean who's got all the weed? And he's like... Who's got all that weed? And I said, none of us have got any weed. Like, none of us smoke weed. Like, what are you doing? And he said, these guys said we got their weed. <laughs> said, no, John, we haven't got any weed. 
remove yourself from that situation and how have you got yourself <laughs> into that situation yeah come out of it immediately ben we are excited aren't we a little bit yeah tell them hit them with it come with it we have a guest we have a guest where, where, where. all right we are introducing a little ad hoc segment 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 tonight and it's going to be called bend it like becca so the concept of this is ben's wonderful girlfriend becca is going to hit us with three facts and she's edged that it could be animal sex related yes and we have to decipher between myself and ben which fact becca is bending we decided that the podcast has a low tone because of both of mine and Rick's personalities and educational levels. So she's going to be our resident doctor, doctorate. She has a master's degree and is miles more smart than the two of us put together. She went to uni. Yeah. We, we, we drove past a few of them. Yeah. We tried to sell tickets to shows. Yeah. That's some of them. Yeah. I think I've done some work on a uni. <laughs> you might, I've, I've worked on my uni brow. <laughs> That's as close as I got to uni work. Yeah. But hey, here we go. The first ever Bend It Like Becker. Welcome to your new favourite podcast. Thanks for having me. Are you ready to hit them, hit these people with it? Yeah, so I've got three facts for you. Okay. Um, two are absolutely true and one is a lie that I've made up. And they're all animal sex related. Of course they are. So you need to tell why, me which ones. Why wouldn't they be? Which ones are, which ones are lie and which ones are true? Mm-hmm. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, first one is female kangaroos have three vaginas. Okay. Next one. Wolves have homosexual sexual relations. Wow. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. So you can have gay wolves. Gay wolves. Yep. Yeah. Um, male alligators have permanent erections. Okay. Thoughts? So we've got... Triple vagged kangaroos. Yep. Gay wolves. Yep. And horny alligators. I'm going to go with the gay wolves being true purely off the basis of the fleeces. The fleeces? Yeah, you know the wolf fleeces. Yeah, I have one. Yeah. Becca's laughing. Basically, there's a whole page. That I remember you being part H- Hampshire of Wolfley Hampshire Wolfley Spot Society, where people just take pictures of randomers in a wolf fleece and yeah. post it. And me and Wes and our, our click back in the day yeah. all decided to do a night out yeah. in the shittest wolf fleece you can find for like four quid in charity shop. Yeah. Rocked up. I was the only one in a wolf fleece. Amazing. Generally, Wes told you that to wind you up. Yeah, 100%. So I spent the whole night in a wolf fleece and no one else did. Everyone else was dressed nice. Amazing. And not at one point did I think, just take the wolf fleece off and throw it. <laughs> I just kept it on. Right, so you, you're going to go with... So off the, off the back of that, because of how just stupid those tops are, I think, yeah. You think gay wolves are true? Gay wolves are true. Working's out. See, I, I don't... Is that a good working out? Did you say? No, what's your working out? Oh, oh so no, I, I'm going to go no. with wolves are far too dominant and aggressive. They're too territorial against each other yeah to to have homosexual relationships i think that's a good point i think crocodiles or alligators could have constant erections because of the testosterone levels they've got to hunt 
and do the shit that they do, they're pretty gnarly. So maybe, I think maybe their tail is just big constant erection. That's true. I've seen some porn where people are getting hit in the head with big dicks. <laughs> and, and that, that instantly makes you think about alligators will whip you with their tail yeah that's kangaroos having free vaginas I think I've heard this before I think it's on the back of a penguin bar I know they've got <laughs> no chance <laughs> back of a penguin bar <laughs> you imagine you open it up it's a kid friendly uh, I'm going to go with is one of them the stupid little like bum bag that they tuck the child in yeah I think there's a vagina in there oh, okay I think okay maybe I don't know. <laughs> Is the other one a face vagina? Becca just fully judged me. Um, <laughs> Is this how you could tell that me and him are just not educated to hey, the same level as Becca? Hey, new segment. We're, all three of us will talk and you yeah. guess who's educated. Yeah. Um, how do you educatedly make a decision of this? And we're like, well, let's relate it to sexual things and that'll make us decide. Yeah. Sexual poo. <laughs> I have a friend on a side note I have a friend who if he can't spell a word when he's texting yeah. has to press the voice thing and say the word what's oh okay yeah did you get I it get what, you I thought, I, what I thought you were saying is like he'll start texting yeah so he'll say like oh yeah I completely agree and then because he can't say like spell yeah, the no, next honestly, word he'll text you what he's got so far and oh, then no. voice note you the word and then carry on texting no 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 so what he'll do is he'll text and if yeah. he's saying, I completely agree, but can't spell completely, he'll put I'll, oh, I, and he'll, just, he'll go, doot, completely. <laughs> and then he'll carry on texting, like, agree. <laughs> and I love him for it, uh, dearly. But I'm going to go with uh, homosexual wolf relations as, as the... Wrong one. The one that Becca's bent. I'm going to go with uh, crocodiles with permanent erections. Becca, hit us. It. Yes. Oh, is my hypothesis true? Are they, are they too dominant to... Uh... I don't know because I just made it up. Oh, of okay. course you did. But you do... <laughs> <laughs> just made Fuck it up. Sake. The whole point of the bug. <laughs> Shit. You do, get, you do get quite a lot of homosexual animals. Albatrosses. They're gay. Um, All can be. They can be. Lesbians. Um, al Ooh. Albatrosses will... Um, they'll mate with a male lay their eggs and then they'll like have sexual relations with a female. So, so they'll reproduce and then they'll have fun. They'll use and abuse the men yeah. and then have their fun with the women. I feel like that's another letter that needs to be ended, added on the end to LGBTQ. A. A. Yeah. Albatross. Yeah. Albatross. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, can dolphins be gay? Yes. I thought they could. I thought dolphins. Do you know dolphins are the only other? Is it ma or mammal? Yeah. Or yeah. It might be animal or species in the world that actually have sex for pleasure. Yeah. Like us, no yeah. other. And I'm right in saying um, penguins are the. See, we are smart. Yes. This is on the back of penguins. Am I right in saying penguins are the only monogamous mammal? Oh, as in like mate with. They'll, they'll find same one and partner. settle forever. Is that yeah. right? Uh Although this may not be true, but it's instantly made me think of a quote from Friends where um, uh, Phoebe talks about lobsters. lobsters. And I feel mm -hmm. like lobsters do the same thing. Yeah. So I feel like lobsters so you find a life. mate for life. Yeah, don't I think yeah. so. Mm. There's quite a lot of. But I think. I think is there? 
Yeah, I think your statement is it's probably like land based. So penguin are probably like one of the only other land based that mm. mates for life, whereas obviously lobsters are in the sea. Look, I'll be honest, all I was in trying case to do nobody is, knew that, obviously. All I was trying to do is ha- just bring a fact in. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just want people I to I can't really think of any other road fact rogue facts that I know. No. Hang on, Becca, say what you just said again. Um so I started Googling monogamous animals. animals yeah. And one of those animals is uh, Dick Dick, and uh, apparently no one's ever heard of a Dick Dick. I feel like we need a Dick Dick. Oh, as like I a want mascot. a pet Dick Dick. Yeah. I'd love a pet Dick Dick. I would love to pet like. Ben's Dick Dick. What the fuck is that? It's like a little tiny antelope. It's a little deer with big, big, cute eyes. Oh, it's, it's actually it's Bambi. Yeah. There's an animal called a Dick Dick. Dick, Dick, Dick. I want to pet your Dick Dick. <laughs> if you get one. <laughs> please <laughs> it's so childish Keep my guess. yeah becca's nodding in in agreement there yeah. they have them at marwell zoo if you would like to witness a dick dick we should do that we should do a, a dgf day out to marwell do you have experience in petting dick dicks i do actually. oh yeah she's a uh what's the word i've, lo- I've lost words again she's, a, she's a, a dick dick enthusiast i'm a seasoned dick dick Petter. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's the word? I've I've lost the word. I've what? Done. What do you call someone who looks after animals? A keeper. Yeah. Like a zookeeper. Mm, it doesn't work. The dick dick keeper. It doesn't work. No. I I was going somewhere. It was going to be it meant to be funny, but hey, that's how it happens. <laughs> that's just what happens sometimes. Oh, anyway, we're wrapping this up now. Yes. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much, Becca, for coming on. We appreciate your educated input. Yeah. You're welcome on the sofa anytime, on the casting yeah. couch, I think yeah, it's called. Next time she might be on for a, a Dear Diary or something like that. And I'm, I'm going to go home and then you're going to talk more dick dick. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of your favourite podcast, Damn Good Friends. Thank you very much. Uh, anything you want to hear us talk about anything you want us to discuss debate or argue about please get in touch with us at dgf underscore podcast on instagram ben and at outlook yes dgf underscore podcast at outlook.com oh yeah Wonderful. oh and oh. if you haven't been uh, looking on our stories recently um, we applied to be added to Apple Music and we have been accepted. So oh, have we? For the people that don't have Spotify, we are now on Apple Podcasts, Apple Music. There's also something we should probably address that you told me and you, I learned. If you listen to our podcast, we appreciate it, but we need you to listen right to the very last second. Yeah, because um, we've now learned that the view count doesn't register until you've let the podcast run to the end. So mm. it, our uh, listener count, we realise, is not actually accurate. So we've been sort of buzzing about the fact that we're coming up to having 500 listeners, but that's not the case. We're probably more than that. Probably the world's number one ranked podcast. We could well be. Yeah. Okay, could cool. be a million people in the world that have only left the last three minutes of our podcast right now. Joe Rogan here. Yeah, exactly. We will love you and leave you guys. Thank you very much. Be good to yourself because you deserve it. That's another episode of Damn Good Friends wrapped up. I've been Rick. I've been Ben. 
and to all those before who didn't want it to end to whiskey to life to damn good friends 